All right. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Surviving Hollywood Podcast. My name is Aaron Arnold. My name is Austin Arnold. And I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. And we just had the pleasure of sitting down, standing up in my case, with young Buck making his way through Hollywood. His name is Miguel Chavez. He is on this show called AP Bio with Pat Oswald and Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a comedy show. And uh, we had the pleasure of talking with him today. He's a real cool guy. Uh, what do you guys think? I personally loved how, I, I, I thought this is do very relatable. If you're coming up in Hollywood, this is his first big show. So we get down to the basics in terms of how'd you get your first agent? What was the audition process? If you want to book a part on AP Bio, like what was your experience? And what I liked best is this dude kind of threw the conversation back at us in terms of it was just like an actual conversation. He asked a little about us, a little about him. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you're right. He, I, he was, what I liked about him, he was super down to earth. Um, I felt like we were just talking to a friend, right? Which is what I think what you want out of the guest, but sometimes you don't really know because you haven't really had that interaction before. Uh, but super relatable, like you said. Um, I, I like that he kind of talked a little bit about, you know, what he felt like got him to that next level, which essentially is, you know, being on a series. Um, he talked about a couple of uh, techniques that he learned from a specific acting coach, which he'll, he'll kind of reference when you listen to the podcast. Um, but he has a really good state. You know, I think that he is definitely going to go places. And uh, man, it was, it was just fun, fun talking to him. Yeah. Yep. This is a guest we'll definitely have back again. Uh, make sure you check out his show, AP Bio on Peacock. Aaron, final thoughts? I liked he gave very thoughtful answers. He was a guy, you know, really thinking about the questions, giving thoughtful answers. And I guess, um, you know, we're all big fans of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He wasn't a fan of Always, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> but I was like, dude, do you, are, you, are you a fan? He's like, uh, you know, honestly, I'm not. But I can tell it just by looking at you. You guys yeah. are fans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, enjoy the pod. If you're trying to survive in Hollywood during the holidays, then you better stay at home. Pull up your PC, iPad, Android, Apple phone. Merry, merry podcast. Merry, merry podcast. Merry, merry podcast. Survive in Hollywood. Merry, merry podcast. Merry, merry podcast. Merry, merry podcast. Surviving Hollywood. What's up, Miguel? Hey, what's up, Yo, Miguel, what's up, man? What's up, Miguel? Not much, bro. You know, uh, I was actually just checking out your guys' uh, content. Oh, we, we, we apologize for that. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't apologize, please. It was great. <laughs> it was like just talking to bros, dude. It's nice. <laughs> nice. No, man, it's, uh, thank you for uh, hanging with us. You of know, course. How, how's your uh, Saturday morning going? Not bad, dude. This is a great way to start my Saturday morning, you know, and I imagine for you guys, uh, this podcast has helped you keep busy during this crazy time. I imagine I could be wrong. So it's, uh, it's definitely on. been good well, because, uh, well, I mean, we normally do this in person, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, it's better, it's better. for the guests. Yeah. You interact more, that kind of thing. We have like, may I have a beer or something? Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but during COVID we've been zooming with everybody. So it's become yeah. like the new normal and uh, you sure. know, it's still working, I guess. Still yeah. working. 
I feel like I've probably seen you guys in an acting class. I don't know. You guys got that vibe? We I know. I feel like, Miguel, you kind of look familiar as well, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I feel like, have I seen these guys in audition technique class or some workshop? Hey, aren't, aren't you on AP Bio? I, I think, swear. I, 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 that, think, that's I don't know, dude. I did a scene with you in AP Bio. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, no, Cap's kidding. I, I could swear on the podcast, right? I, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm swearing. So, yeah, okay, good. Fuck yeah, you can. <laughs> whoa, whoa, dude. Not, not the F-bomb, though. My bad, dog. My bad. <laughs> what, yeah, um, go ahead. What uh, technique classes have you taken as of recent? As of recent, I think the biggest one, I took uh, Amy Linden's audition technique class. I've heard uh, of her class. Did you like oh, it? She was great. I loved it, bro. She was great. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where when you go in for audition, you guys know what I'm talking about, but you're an actor and you're really green and you just don't know if you're approaching the material right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like after that class, like every text I get, I'm like, oh, I know what this is. Mm. You know, so it gives me that peace of mind when I go in for an audition, at least. You know? Do you do you feel like taking a class kind of gave you more of an edge or did it kind of help you see things that you just didn't see before? Both. I think it gave me both. You know what I mean? Uh, see if you didn't see before. Absolutely. You know, like before that class, I fucking sucked at uh, what multicam sitcoms. Mm. You know, like when I used to go out for like Nickelodeon multicams, those were my hardest audition just because I have to like drink a Red Bull before I, I <laughs> do those because yeah. they're just, have you guys gone out for those by any chance? A not, couple. Me, a couple. not too many. That's not really yeah. my, my casting type, but yeah. um, I, I have, have done some of those and you definitely have to amp it up. Yeah. You got to be quick, right? Yeah. yeah it's, a t- sure. it's a timing thing, right? I feel like it's a timing. Oh, it's 100%. energy. It's yeah. the joke sort and, of just and, like, uh, you know. Gentlemen, where are you guys from? Ohio originally. Wow. You ever been? No, I have not, unfortunately. <laughs> but now we live in Los Angeles. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <Maybe> as much. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. you guys are in LA? Oh. Hey. Yeah. I'm from Phoenix originally, but oh, obviously yeah, in, guys in LA now. Cool. We've been out here like six years at least. Dude, that's awesome. You have a podcast? That's fucking sick, bro. Good for you guys. Hell yeah. Yeah, finally. Yeah, Thank man. you. <laughs> Welcome. And you're from, you're from California, right? Born and raised? Yes, sir. I'm from a Rancho Cucamonga, Southern California. So I've, I've been nice. SoCal native my whole life. So how's it been? Go ahead. You're a stunt man by, by trade. I, I saw you studied stunts. I did. You know, um, it was one of those things where it was really early in my career and uh, I need a stunt coordinator. We got along really well and he was offering classes and I was like, hell yeah, I want to see Jack again. And uh, I was just taking classes while I was doing my, building my acting career. And it was great because, you know, you learn all the nuts and bolts. And sorry, Jack, excuse me, specialized in uh, fight choreography. So we're doing like roundhouse kicks. We're doing Wing Chun karate. He's throwing uh, a whole bag of different martial arts at us. And we learn how to fall through glass. We learn how to fall downstairs. We just learn a bunch of stuff. Yeah, are, you still, are you still doing a lot of the stunt stuff today? Or is that still something that you kind of work on or? hell no dude (laughs) what happened was uh when i got ap bio i uh i i remember i I got when i got the part i got the part and then i went to class later that day and i couldn't concentrate i had to leave early i was like whoa i I just had to process that and uh and then um i just couldn't do it i mean i was working on set you guys know how it is you work like 10 to 12 hours on set it's a long effing day so when i'm not working i'm tired as hell yeah but i mean I, i can still pick it up really quickly However, I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, if someone else does a stunt, I'm cool with it because I don't want to hurt myself because I'm out of a job if I do. Right. Of course. Yeah, it's not sure, worth yeah. it. Well, how, how's it how, what was it like, uh, you know, growing up in California? Um, sort of, I know Rancho is not necessarily Hollywood, but I guess kind of being 
in the industry or around it? Like, is right. it something, was it different for you? You know, oh, did you no, always I, know you wanted to do this? Or? I mean, I was 13 when I knew I wanted to act, but I had no connections. You know, I, I um, and I grew up in Rancho Gamongo, so I don't know how you guys are familiar with California, but it's, it's a much more conservative area of California. You right. know what I mean? And it's just a suburban neighborhood, so. Trump country. In a way, yeah, bro. If you go to the Bass Pro Shops parking lot in Rancho Cucamonga, <laughs> you're gonna see, you're gonna see what my city's all about, dude. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. I mean, I don't care in either way. I mean, I respect people's point of views. I mean, I was at the, my friend's wedding a couple months ago, and I met this guy named Hunter. He hunts. He's like all the things that like my liberal, my liberal friends don't like, but we got along well. Right. You know what I mean? So you just gotta like. Yeah, it's okay, man. I mean, you're, okay. you're allowed to have your own opinions. I mean, as long as we can get along. Exactly. Johnny voted for Trump. I say no big deal. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, I'm going to have to get off. I love that dude. Now. Love that dude. <laughs> hey, hold on, guys. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a recount. So please, it's not oh, over God. yet. It'll be funny just if just you had like shit. some sort of Trump statue in the back. Like, <laughs> you just tried to hide it real quickly and you did a yeah. shit job. Oh, Actually, man. Aaron, if you want to throw your hat on real quick, I think it's time. Oh, hell yeah. Please. Let's see this. There he is. Oh my we god. Just, we just got canceled for <laughs> comedy Dude, comedy purposes Trump only. ruined red hats for like the next 10 years, man. Like I'm trying, trying to bring hat. it back and yeah. making America great again. <laughs> enough, <laughs> dude, enough. Yeah, it was great at one point. Yeah. Not anymore. No. Anyways, so, so talk talk go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. You can jump in. Are you a Glenn Howerton fan like us before you did the AP bio? Bro, uh, I apologize, but I was not. I had nothing against Glenn Howerton. I can, you guys give that vibe as well. I can just see it, you know, and people that like Glenn Howerton, the <laughs> show, they just have that vibe. You know what I mean? Like you talk to someone, they tell you what they're into and you're like, uh, I could see you being into that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Vibe. yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But uh, <laughs> dude, no, unfortunately I was not. I mean, I, I watched a couple of the shows. All my friends were big fans. Um, I was still nervous to be around him, though. You know what I mean? I was still nervous to be around him and Pat and Oswald, but they're both really nice people. Uh, so, no. The answer was no, unfortunately. I Who did you connect with more? Because I love Pat and Oswald as well. He's hilarious. Pat, I connected with Pat the most. Uh, he, uh, he was really nice to me. Uh, they're all really nice to me, but like, we, I, I was able to have a conversation with them. You know, so that was nice. And the first person I was actually able to have a conversation with where I didn't freak out, though I was freaking out inside, was uh, Carrie Brownstein. You guys probably know her from Portlandia. Yes. She, uh, she directed one of our episodes in season two, and we just chit-chatted small talk about Thanksgiving, and I was nice. so fucking happy. I was like, hell yeah, I just, I just had a normal conversation with a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. I love so, it. So for our audience that's not uh, entirely familiar, tell us yeah, what AP Bio is about and who your character is. So AP Bio is a show about a disgraced Harvard philosophy professor uh, Mr. Griffin, he gets fired from his job at Harvard and he ends up having to teach biology in Toledo, Ohio, his hometown. And he lives in his dead mom's house. And instead of teaching biology, he gets us, the students and his uh, faculty in petty shenanigans. And I play Eduardo on the show. I play a huge nerd on AP Bio. And yeah, I'm one of the students. Cool. Nice. When I was reading the bio and I've seen some clips and it looks really good, but like the, the way the show's set up, it reminds me of like, um, school of rock. Is there any, Yeah, it kind of has, you know, I'll tell you, it has that vibe because, and I don't think it was intentional. I think what it is was I found out a couple months ago that Mike kind of got a in, indie crew for the show. Like his crew were people that had a lot of credentials, 
but with like indie indie movies that were good movies you know what i'm saying and uh and the studio, the network was like you want to we have our own roster like now nah, it's cool so it has that mm-hmm. like it does have that feel to it a little that bit feel yeah to it, you know that yeah. cinematography tinge to it that looks a bit more distinct than a classic network show so i think that's where it comes from and even the cool. plot pardon and even the plots the, like glenn the glenn oh, Howerton's yeah. role totally. working yeah, with the I students Mike, yeah yeah so uh, kind of walk us through, uh, you mentioned it a little, little while ago, but kind of walk us through that audition process. Obviously, you were so excited that day when you got it that, yeah. you know, things I happened. But you know, tell us about, uh, sorry about that. Oh, unprofessional, dude. <laughs> it's my phone is linked to the laptop. and. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, um, yeah, talk us about the audition and how, how that whole process went. So you guys know how it is. Your reps message you, you get the audition. And my reps messaged me, hey, you have an audition for uh, AP Bio with Wendy O'Brien casting. I'm like, cool. And I look up the show. I try to look up the show before I audition for anything just to kind of see what the tone is. And I thought to myself, oh, I could see myself in this show. Like, I belong in this world, you know, for better or for worse. And um, that's pretty much what it was. And, you know, it was just another audition for me. You go out for these auditions, and that's what ends up happening. Doesn't mean I don't try to give my best, but you know, you just got to just roll with the punches. I go in for the audition. It was like the first time I forget my lines in an audition. I don't know why, mm. but I just do. But the casting assistant liked what I was doing and we just kept on doing it till I got it right. And you know, she was laughing the whole time, which is good. And then I find out two days later that um, I'm strongly pinned for the role. And if your viewers don't know what that means, it means you're the number one pick that the show wants to give the job to. And then I find out like the next day that I got the part. Wow, that was fast. It was really fast. Was there really was fortunate. no callback. Just no callback. I know. Wow, man. that's so amazing. Fortunate. Yeah, it was Wendy's just... really nice too. Wendy O'Brien. Uh, Wendy I don't know if you guys ever read best. before, but she's so nice. Yeah, she's really nice. I mean, it's so nice to have a nice casting director who gets people good jobs. You know what I mean? Because she casts some pretty sweet stuff. You know, it's not like, you know, low budget crap. Yeah. I know it's not pretentious, but you know, it's just. <laughs> nice, uh, no she cra- has huge shows like mayans and shows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's why we stuff. came out here to la gentlemen yeah we didn't come out here in la to do you know something that doesn't give us passion we came out here to do something that excites us and wendy provides that you know yeah and, and I never, what, what do you think it was when you were like actually in the interview is it anything special at all or is it just like any other interview and you're just used to giving your best i think what it was was i wasn't i was being genuine in my comedy so Mel Brooks said it, if you're trying to be funny, be genuine. So I wasn't like trying to give a song and dance at my interpretation of it. I was just experiencing what the character was and it was very um, mellow, you know? And I think that's what did it. It was very um, just underhanded. It wasn't so in your face the way I approached it. Cause my, uh, I did a scene where I'm talking to all these girls trying to get them to be my girlfriend and I fell miserably. That was my audition piece. And it was just very just, uh, it was the undercurrent was very funny, but it wasn't just like an uproar of funny. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. So I think that's what it was. You play it real. Exactly. Thank you. I played it real. Yeah. Played For it. sure. Um, yeah. And even going back a little farther, how did you get your first agent? Have you been with the same one the whole time in LA? No, I've, been, I've been with the same one the whole time. What happened for me was um, I was in a theater company for, for a year. It was called Theater 68. You guys heard of it by any chance? No worries. Well, it's a no-ho. So you guys know. No-ho. There's a bunch of theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Johnny lives there. I, that's yeah. where I live. But yeah, I just moved but there. So. Like on Magnolia, there's a bunch of theater companies. You know what I'm saying? There's Republic of Pi. So all that actory stuff. And um, <laughs> I, uh, 
I, I, I've been around. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Of all the places. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like Santa Monica Boulevard, you know, like the Fox Theater. What's it called again on Santa Monica? Those, those theaters, the, the Fox or something? I know, I know what you're talking about. I don't know exactly the. Yeah. It, it's I, like, I know that little, like, little, strip, little strip of like theater. Promenade. Thank you. Yeah, it's like you're earning your actor stripes when you go to places like that. You know what I mean? But uh, that's that. I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. Um, so what was your question again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I always just love to know how people got their first agent because that's agent. so many people want that when they first come. Yeah. Okay, so a couple things. And do you guys mind if I give a bit of a dense answer? Go ahead. We prefer because, it because it's a bit psychological and it's a bit um of just going for it. it they both go hand in hand. So. What happened was I was in a theater company and I know that I was stuck and I knew I had to leave that place to get going in my career. It's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I love these guys, but the leadership there is poor. And the person that runs the theater company, unfortunately sees this as a place where rejects get to do acting. And I was, hmm. and he said it himself, you know, I was wow. like, let's face it guys. Like who's going to pick us. And I was like, I already wanted to leave. But when he said, it, I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Fuck that for shit. For sure. So, um, I was like, I'm going to leave. It was really heartbreaking leaving, but I left. And the moment I left, things started picking up, dudes. You know, um, I auditioned for some short films that uh, that were really cool. Um, I, I can't remember her name, but she's one of the stars of Blackish. She plays the young daughter. I think her name's Yuri something. I, I can't remember her name, but I auditioned for her, which was cool. So it was like, in a way, the universe. I mean, I know it's very LA to say that, but that's kind of how I am. Kind of rewarded me for that risk. You know, so I leave that theater company and it was like, what I got to do to be a working actor? I was like, why the fuck am I not on Stranger Things? I felt like that was my casting. I was asking myself mm. those questions and getting angry. And I was like, man, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? And I come across a podcast called Audrey Helps Actors. And it was oh, I'm familiar I, with that one. Yeah. It's a great podcast, gentlemen. Yeah. And, uh, it, and I listened to that religiously because it talked about what I haven't learned in a way. And that's the business side, you know, how you go about getting agents and all that. And then from there, I came across uh, Amy Linden. Because mm -hmm. uh, she had an episode with Amy Linden on the Audrey podcast called Booking Like a Champion. I was like, shit, I want to hear that because I want to fucking book. So um, I listened to it and Amy said one thing that really struck with me. She's like, I don't want my students to come back. And I was like, boom, that's why I'm going to go to this class. Because if she doesn't want her students to come back, that's huge. You know, so I take her class. I'm there for a few months. I do a business uh, program with her, a one-on-one -on -one business program where she looks over my entire package, headshots, resume, reel, and tells me how to fix it. I do that. And then she sent my info to 90 plus agents and managers. Mm. So that's how that happened. And, uh, even does that cost, does that cost extra or is that, that cost? It, no, that, 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 that's a part of it. That's cool. a part of it. Yeah. But I did pay for that. And, um, and so I did that and sorry, it's a, it's a long story. And, uh, eventually Kim Matuka, my manager was like, I want to sign you. She was the most hungry to sign me. And I was like, I'm going to go with her. And I felt the more, the best vibes with her anyway. So I, um, I signed with Kim, then Kim was sending me out for auditions and my manager was sending me out for meetings with agents. And that's how I got my, my reps, my agents, uh, Rebecca Eck at Aris Talent Agency. There you go. But like one of those things is, um, is we have to ask ourselves, how are we self-sabotaging ourselves? You know what I mean? Because I hear stories about, oh, this actor, they had to wait 10 years to get that part. And I'm like, cool, but what the media doesn't tell you is that, oh, well, this actor was struggling with self-esteem for 10 years and they finally got it over. And once they got it over with, they were able to progress, you know? So that's where I'm constantly auditing myself where it's like, okay, where do I have some subconscious, subconscious beliefs that are holding me back? So I don't have to deal with that bullshit. Cause that's mm -hmm. what happened with one of the stars of uh, 
of this is us. You know, she had to wait 10 years or 12 years to get her part, but she said it was because I had low self-esteem, you know? And it's like, what if um, she didn't have that? What if you dealt with your demons earlier? You know what I mean? So that's- Do you feel like that's something that you sort of maybe tackled taking Amy's class or was that something you just sort of discovered on the podcast and you're like, all right, this is what I need to to work Um, on? It was something that I discovered uh, beforehand um, because I've always been into self-help. You know, that's something that I've always been into. And actually, that's a lie. I started getting into it in my early 20s. And I, I feel like that's helped me a lot in ways that maybe I don't see yet because of hindsight, I'm still young. You know what I mean? But I feel like um, that's really helped me, you know, because we do better when we know better. And we hold ourselves back in so many ways we don't realize. Does that answer your question? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, great. I love that. Thank you. Do you, uh, we also, in the bio, I said you mentioned that you're big in yoga. Is that one of the things that you feel like I mentioned is, that in my bio? That's that was in there. <laughs> oh my God, it's funny. Who sent you that bio? Was it on my IMDb or did my publicist? I think it was Anderson. Oh, yeah, Anderson. Oh, that's hilarious. That. Yeah, yeah, no, I was doing yoga for a bit for my stress. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am really into fitness. I have to give myself that. Uh, before the quarantine, I was rock climbing a lot. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You guys would like it, you know, for sure. I do yoga. Really? I yeah, love it. it. Awesome. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Everything's closed down, but same. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but, uh, yeah. So I was rock climbing then I was doing yoga and right now I'm weightlifting, you know? So what about like, bouldering? You ever do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh rock climbing without the harness. Dude, that yeah. seems hard. Are you going to do a, have you seen free solo? Man. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Dude, I saw that. Oh my God. It is insane. That, that, that movie was making me sweat. We're just watching the guy climb. Dude, no. <laughs> that guy is crazy. Like, thank God. Like none of us, I assume aren't dating anyone like that. <laughs> it's just gnarly. Oh, I have a question for you guys. If you don't mind, how did you guys get into acting? Ooh, it's a long one to what you guys can answer that. <laughs> well, it, if you don't mind. You know, it started, long story short, we took our first, uh, we did the theater program in high school starting sophomore year, basically yeah. caught the bug, did all the plays, all the musicals up until then. And we're like, well, we're going to major in this in college. So that's we awesome. went to college for theater in Ohio. Both Just, of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Both of us. Wait, small. are you guys twins? Yeah. We are. <laughs> How did you know that we're twins? Dude. Oh, yeah. oh. the beard, bro. That really helps with the... Uh, not me not saying that. Sorry, please continue. I didn't mean to <laughs> the corona beard. Right now. No, dude, we were waiting for you to figure it out. Uh, um, <laughs> you're the uh, first guest that realized it. I'm just kidding. Oh, but we just, we just loved it, obviously. Yeah. We were like, this, this is the career. We're going to move out to Los oh, Angeles. Yeah. That's awesome. What about you, bro? How'd you, uh, how'd you get into it? I started really late, actually. I didn't really get into acting until like almost like my mid-20s. So wow. I started kind of late. What were you doing beforehand? Oh my God! What was I doing? How has got everything. some stories. He's done everything. I've done it. I've done it all, man. I've yeah. I've worked in finance. I was a realtor. Dude, this guy's oh, been held a, held a gunpoint two different times in his life. Are I've, you serious? I've, yeah, I've done all. I've been in. I've, I've done every job, man. I've. I Yo, worked in radio. Over, radio. I grab a drink or something. I want to hear these stories. I'm, I'm game. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It's great. By the way, I was looking at our our mutual friends. Um, oh yeah, Miguel. And yeah, what's up, man? This is the. Th- these are our mutual friends. Oh, I lost oh, it. Shit. It was Frankie yeah. Anthony, and okay. uh, Zach Feynman. Oh, and Frankie, Zach. Frankie's cool. And Payman yeah. Benz. But maybe oh, Payman's Zach, awesome. Maybe yeah. Zach he probably Feynman. directed. Payman yeah, he directed probably, me a couple times. Yeah. Oh, dude, awesome, dude. Payman. We had awesome. a, we had Payman on. He's great. Oh, he's so good. He's he's something else. And Zach, it was, dude, Zach was literally texting me a minute before. Uh, 
for you guys. I talked to you guys. He's probably texting me right now. I just, I'm not answering it. You know, but, uh, <laughs> well, I used to hang out with Zach at, cause I was, um, better friends with the guy he used to live with. So maybe I like saw you at, uh, maybe that house who, maybe, who or maybe who it's some function. Maybe. You know, yeah. You guys know a guy named Ricky Rose by any chance? No. Uh, well, no, he has these so. like film functions and a lot of Zach's friends. I don't know. I was just trying to see how I know you guys, but yeah. But I was friends sure. with Arnold and Taylor Clift, who he used to live with. He probably doesn't anymore. Yeah, I don't think he does. Yeah. All right, we're gonna cross paths at some point. It's all good. Um, I am curious though, because uh, obviously I've seen some clips on the show, yeah. and you definitely play more of like a nerdy character. I want to ask: Is that did that remind you anyway in high school? How 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 similar are you to that guy or did you kind of oh, yeah i think about that all the time and uh it's one of those things where eduardo definitely reminds me of myself he's an exaggerated version of myself in high school so i was just i was really socially awkward uh insecure all that stuff um yeah so we're actually very similar he's just even more exaggerated and has way worse mm. taste in clothes than i did <laughs> um but it's funny you mentioned that because when i play those characters my ego gets in the way and you know, mm. I know what those characters really want. And I try to pretend that I don't want those things because I want to feel like I'm better than them. So I have to like rip my heart out, so to speak, and like tell myself, you know, really embrace these characters' flaws so I can play them well. Don't let yeah. you feel them away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you had low self-esteem and you had to get past that. You had to get a high self-esteem to book a part. And then you book a part and you have to channel your low self-esteem again. <laughs> <laughs> Vicious cycle. All right, cop. Yeah, that's funny, dude. Your yeah. mental health is just deteriorating, man. What's going on? Well, uh, can I tell you guys something that I'm doing right now? And it could possibly help you guys as well. There's this, there's this uh, thing I'm doing where when it comes to uh, success, there's what we say we want. Then there's what subconsciously we can handle. And for example, it's people that win the lotto. What happens to them? They always lose all their money because consciously, oh, hell yeah, I have a million dollars, but subconsciously, I could only handle $30,000 a year. So I'm going to sabotage myself um, so I can do what I can handle. So that's kind of what I'm doing with other areas in my life right now. It's, um, okay, um, health equals yada, yada, yada. I find out health equals for me subconsciously, me having to be a slave to my fitness. That's a subconscious belief that's holding, holding me back. Okay, good. I found that out. Now I have to um, let that go. But I didn't realize that that was a subconscious belief I'm holding on to. Does that make sense, guys? Mm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's, um, that's one thing that, uh, that I do with, with the areas in my life just because uh, I want to get better. Yeah. I feel you. When you get like close to a goal, when you're reaching a new level in your career or whatever, you know, some people could subconsciously sabotage themselves and you got to oh, totally, totally. fight, fight yeah, against that's, that. That's dangerous. And that's where the whole self-help just be positive thing. It's a movement and it's great, but it's not the whole spectrum. You know, if you really want to be positive, deal with your shit. And then the other side is positivity, you know, in our final 10 minutes, I would love to know after, since you booked AP bio, did you notice a change in the amount of auditions you were getting or something? In a way, in your I think I noticed, I noticed a change in my confidence for sure. I think after you book your first big thing, you, you have a breath of fresh air, like, okay, I got something. Uh, that's a hump you go over. You know, so you could book stuff in terms of a change. Yes. And in terms of the quality of my auditions, but also um, no, because you go, I go through cycles. Like sometimes I'm going for a lot, but then there's like a month where it's a bit dry and then I go for a lot more again. So I think it's more of that cycle. But then what happens with me is like, I find out that I'm actually a good casting for something else. Like I didn't know I was good casting for like a young soldier till like last year. I can see it. You know? 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, a, like young dumb soldier, young naive soldier. <laughs> private private Chavez. Yeah, dude, just you know? like that spectrum of soldier. Which is cool. Yeah. Is there what what is your ideal and I guess if you could have any any option, what is your ideal type of character to play? You know what, dude? I get that question a lot and I um I just wanna be number one on the call sheet just because I think it's cool. Like I want that. I'm not gonna pretend I want that, but I also just wanna be number one because if I'm number one, I set the tone for my cast and I want all of my fucking cast to feel loved and respected to have a good fucking time. You know what I mean? Like I've gotten my heart broken a lot. I'm sure we all have, you know, going out for roles. So it's one of those things where it's just playing roles that are substantial to me and just being there for my cast and crew, just being generous. If I can do that, then I'm winning. True. You know, but, true. but, you know, when I was younger, you know, I wanted X, Y, and Z. I wanted this role, that role, but now, but now it's not like that anymore. When I got Stranger Things a couple months ago, I was a completely different actor. It was just another audition for me. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to give my best. And I, it was, I felt really proud of myself too. Like I was crying. It was a great audition. You know, I really enjoyed it, but I didn't get the part. And now it didn't even phase me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And did uh, Glenn Howerton and Patton Oswalt, because I know what you mean, you know, uh, one and two on the call sheet, lead the way, they set the tone. Did oh, they set the tone on, on your set? I think they do, you know, and one way that they do is that they're both very professional on set. So, I mean, if the stars aren't professional, then yikes. Yeah. Nice. Have That's they, like they given you any advice or any wisdom along the way? Not really. I haven't asked for it. Okay. And between you and me, I'm, I'm You're very, like, I don't, I don't need very it. shy. Oh, I don't need it. No, I don't need it. <laughs> so no, you don't, just, I get really shy around them still. You don't gotcha. go up to Pat Oswald and try and be like funny and try and like. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I told them, <laughs> I told them this thing, how I took a nap in a nightclub. He was like, bro, you told me the joke beforehand, but it's true, dude. It was, we were rapping on AP Friday night and I wanted to go see my boy. It was like his birthday and it was in downtown LA. So dude, I was there. Everyone's happy to see me. I was happy to see my friends. And I just had to take a nap in his booth, dude. Like I had to close my eyes. I was so fucking tired, man. Like, oh God, everyone was like patting my head. Like, Did they throw you out? The security throw you out? Because no, usually if you fall asleep in a club, they're like, my man, you got to go. No, they didn't. I, I'm surprised. Okay. It makes sense that they would throw me out. Yeah, because they think you're too drunk. Me. That's what they think. This so guy's a like, star. They're not going to throw out the star. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Funny. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, the season three was, it was much easier to talk to both of them, actually, because Glenn directed an episode of AP. We chatted for a bit. So season three, I was definitely much more comfortable in my own skin chatting with everyone. Nice. Yeah. And looking at your IMDb, I saw that you've also directed too. Is that something that you're into? Was something that you yeah. want to pursue more? Or? Oh, hell yeah, man. I went to film school. I didn't go to uh, acting school. I really wanted to, but that's not how it happened for me. I went to film school and in film school, you kind of find out what you're into. You know what I mean? And uh, I found out that I was into directing and writing. That was like my strongest suits. And I love it. You know, I love directing. I love writing. I love directing more than writing. Writing, I love and hate because it's like, torture it's like uh, writing is just so hard it's hard it's hard yeah it's so hard guys and um excuse me i get lazy about it uh but yeah directing man it's so much fun it's so much maybe fun maybe at some point you could direct an episode of ap that'd be cool yeah that'd be that'd be really cool i mean being on ap has been a huge education and how to run a set you know if i direct my own stuff i kind of want to run it like a tv set you know just get it boom 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 like I, i've been brought up in tv so for me uh I want to shoot at least four pages in a day, at least minimum four, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but like some of these studio movies, they shoot two pages a day. And that's great. But what the fuck? 
You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm like a, I'm a fucking four page bitch. Nice. I respect yeah, it. I respect that. Sometimes eight, if, if uh, the AD is like feeling ballsy, we'll, we'll yeah. but if, if we're chasing sunlight, maybe eight guys. Yeah, maybe eight. <laughs> Two okay. pages, bro. That's yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you, uh, anything you got coming up next besides AP or anything you're working on? You know what? Fortunately, auditions are picking up again. So, uh, yeah. that, and just writing my own material. Yeah. That's about it, gentlemen. What about what you, guys, you guys are doing right now? We're in post on oh, two snap. on two short films. On in our spare time, we like to go, you know, make our own content. Nice. Uh, write roles, which is the hardest part: writing and film yeah. roles that and stories we want to tell, yeah. and then and then meet people at film festivals. So we're in post on two right now. That's awesome. Uh, you ever done the film festival circuit? Yeah, you know, when I was in film school, my thesis film, the voices they hear. Uh, won a couple of film festivals. It was a pretty solid student film, and I was in the Burbank International Film Festival and the Pasadena International Film Festival. Uh, won best student film. Yeah, pa- Pasadena. Yeah, yeah. It's dude, Piff Piff is great. I mean, the guys yeah. that ran Marco and Jessica, I love. Yeah, well, we just had we had Marco on the other day. Oh, you did? They, yeah, we yeah. know them. They're great. Oh, they're, they're so great. nice. They're gonna grow. I can't wait to see what they become because they have the potential to become a huge film festival. And if you know them now, um, I think it's a good thing. Build a relationship with Marco and Jessica. They really make it feel like a homey festival, but with dick stuff in it. They're, I love them to death. They're so good. Yeah, for sure. I, hope, I hope that one day film festivals come back. We'll see what happens with this, <laughs> yeah. this new time. Yeah. What goals but, do you guys have? Like, do you guys ever want to make a feature eventually with, with you guys? Yeah. That is the goal. <laughs> That's what we're working yeah, on. Dude. The writing is like, honestly, the hardest. It's the hardest thing. thing. Yeah. What, um, you know, I'm reading this book called The Idea and by Eric Bork. And he, he talks about how people's scripts usually fail because just the idea wasn't sustainable enough. So I, I invite you guys to look that up because, you know, if you have the idea and it checks off all these bookmarks on it, um, like you're priming yourself for having a better chance of completing that script. Because I wrote my first feature last summer. It's shit, but I wrote it. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's like you're walking through fog with a lantern. You just have to have faith that you're going to reach the end eventually. I, I think like that. at least for me personally, like the structure is the hardest part in terms oh, of, yeah. we have the idea, but then making sure just basic things to keep the story driving and paced out correctly. That's like no, it's hard. the hardest part. Yeah. Our taste is too high compared to what we actually write. <laughs> Sorry, I'm that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's so hard when you're like a, like a newbie filmmaker is, or you're newer. It's like you have, you have this taste that's so expensive, but maybe you can't afford that for your first feature. So you have to like, you know, just maneuver. I'll well, just do two, two people in a room talking. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's like the, the, the one that everyone does, you know? That's oh, two yeah. people in a room, yeah. Yeah, no. No. All right, guys, maybe let's talk a little bit more off mic, but we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Miguel, where can our audience find you? Your audience can find me on Instagram, Miguel Chavez himself, and on Twitter, Miguelito forever with two r's mm. Ooh, so miguel nice. at ito then forever two r's it's very easy you can do it people listen. nice Got all it. right guys links down below on hey. youtube Sorry. great conversation man yeah. appreciate you coming awesome. on you guys thanks for coming great. on man this Absolutely. was a lot of fun